just had a bunch of rice. Hi, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each uh, rice week, we talk about <laughs> cryptozoology, arboreo rice, <laughs> urban legends, jasmine rice, true crime, brown rice, anything spooky related. Rice. We sure do. So nice. It is so nice. Yeah. Well, every single week since we were we found out about rice. Lindsay and I will research a topic separately of one another. Lindsay will go to the rice store. I will go to the rice factory. And then we meet inside of our house for the first time ever, really. And then we discuss what we've researched with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, I'm dedicating my portion of the show to all rice. I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to butter because it tastes nice on rice yeah it really does yeah it does so hey we are now officially over the hill we're 101 episodes old right today and that's i thought over the hill was like 50 yeah i think yeah i think we're so. like over over the hill yeah we're we've yeah, been over the hill been there been there done been there old that we're in the gutters Oh, that sucks. We're little sewer creatures. <laughs> okay, what's your sewer creature's name and uh, where are you from? Uh, Glopple, <laughs> and I'm from Minnesota. Okay, my sewer creature's name is Ska, um, is Squee. Scatman? Is, <laughs> was that what you were going to say? <laughs> I was going to say Scuzzle, but that's not very good. That's okay. Uh, my sewer creature's name is Scuzzcritch. And Great. I'm also from Minnesota. You can't be there. I'm also I'm from <laughs> Mini. No, that's still I was gonna say Minneapolis. That's still Minnesota. Yeah. I'm from Louisiana. Okay, that works. Yeah, because you can't have more than one sewer creature in one in this, each state. Was your name Gramble or Grapple? I think it was Grapple. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just said it. Don't remember. Okay. So, hey, this being our 101st episode, I thought, why don't we ring in, I guess coming up soon, this is, is like, we're, we're now officially in the holiday season. So I wanted to, and Molly is very excited for what I'm about to do. Uh, she I, loves the holidays. She does love the holidays. Yes. Okay, so we just edited a little bit out and Lindsay went and got Molly a toy. Now we're back. So I wanted to play us a little song uh, on the piano here that I downloaded on my phone. Um, do you want a holiday song or do you want a celebratory We're 101 song? Uh, can I have both? Okay. Do you want the holiday song? Sure. First? Okay. <laughs> and this is... No, um, I mean, like I thought I could put both of those categories into one song. Uh, well, I don't know many songs on piano. Okay. So, well, then, yeah, I want a holiday song. Okay. Ready? Yeah. There you go. Great. <laughs> Um, well, last week we didn't really talk about anything. We talked about showing our appreciation to an old show called Lights Out. Mm-hmm. We did. And it was very fun. And we hope you all enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun doing it. And we had a lot of fun recording with Fish Stick and Lulu. Yes, thank you again. It was so fun. And you know what I'm going to say? Thank you so much to everyone who told us they liked it. It was just, it's nice. We we don't necessarily need validation, but it was just nice to hear that you all enjoyed something new and different from us because we were like, well, hope everyone likes it. And I think everyone liked it. I hope so. Yeah, me too. I don't know. <laughs> so what was it? Two weeks ago, you taught, when we had a, a standard episode, you talked about the Pocky Crisis. Yes, at the, the Glico company. Mm -hmm. And we were at the store earlier today and we did get some Pocky. Yeah, you did. Hopefully they're not tampered with. I hope they're not either. Also, I was going to tell you as well, there is... Remember when you told us a story about that girl seeing the pyramid in the sky? Yeah, 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 yeah. Somewhere in Michigan, I think. I well, forget. this is really weird because NASA just reported that there's a, a 427 foot asteroid that is due to fly by today by Earth. Today? Probably, maybe it already did. Yeah. I don't know what time, but they're calling it the VH5, but it's pyramid shaped. 
Whoa, that's pretty cool. So maybe she saw an asteroid. I mean, they they travel really fast, though. Maybe she saw a premonition of the pyramid-shaped yeah. asteroid. Yeah, they. it's the VH5. It was flying by today. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pyramid-shaped. It's almost as large as the Great Pyramid of Giza. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, it's kind of scary if you think about it, because if that hits us, we're going to (laughs) die. Well, see, I guess that's also scary, but I'm more not scared, but more interested in the fact that it's the shape of a pyramid. Yeah. Because, I I mean, I don't know a lot about uh, much, but I think that a pyramid is not a shape that typically exists in nature or in outer space. So the fact that there is an asteroid that's shaped like a pyramid, I wonder how, like, exact it is maybe it resembles a pyramid perhaps but that's the weirdest part it's creepy i wonder if it was a space pyramid that uh a bunch of extra off yeah that a bunch of extraterrestrials were like you know what we're doing a lot of remodeling around here and this pyramid's a little bit whack and old and weird so let's just i don't know pry it off the our planet and put it into space we're done with like the old pyramid farmhouse look we want something new yeah we want something hip and cool yeah well, but yeah, I thought of you when I read that because it was like, oh, scary. Because like, I think there was episodes ago that I pointed out that NASA reports that like asteroids almost hit Earth all the time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's and, like we're always on the edge of disaster, <laughs> but like it just never happens. <laughs> what a good metaphor. <laughs> uh, so is life. Yeah. So you said you thought of me when you when you when you read that. Yeah. Well, I think about you all the time. Oh, well, that's nice. Well, I thought about um, that story. Yeah. That you told. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, Lindsay and everyone else, we have a little bit of uh, relevant breaking booze. So if you remember a few episodes ago, I believe it was our last official episode, 99, we had gotten in the photos from Roxy, who sent in her haunted alien tater yes the weird creepy like alien tater yeah alien tater the alien tater which they did eat right so here's the thing we got a phone call and i'm gonna play the voicemail now roxy ate it okay something happened okay okay i'm gonna play it now ready yes hey spooky spouses this is andrew with and, and roxy with an alien potato update so uh roxy was very hungry before she got your advice and ate the alien potato. Uh, She cooked it into breakfast potatoes and ate it. And the uh, update is that now she is uh, very sick and does not have a voice. Uh, Here she is uh, trying to speak. Hi, guys. Uh, I think the alien is inside of me trying to grow out because I lost my voice and I should have listened to your advice and waited um, because now I'm in big trouble. So uh, I guess the moral of the story is uh, wait to get your advice before you uh, put your potatoes on w- with spices and slice and dice. Uh, and, uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, bye. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Now, this might give us more credit because now you and I, Lindsay, realize how excellent we are at giving advice <laughs> and how... Uh, how smart we are. Well, I kind of take it as she was like the Will Smith of Independence Day and she got rid of that alien. Mm-hmm. So technically our advice was kind of bad because we told her not to eat it and to grow it. We could have had an alien extravaganza on our hands. We could have. You're right. But so do you think Roxy... She Will Smithed it. She... She punched it. She, she big willed it. She big willed it. Yeah, you're she absolutely right. She punched that alien out of here. So like, she she's sick now, but she took one for the team. I was gonna say, yeah, she she kind of absorbed the impact, and of we we got to avoid all the shrapnel from a potential giant alien potato growing yeah. in uh, Roxy's Roxy and Andrew's house. So I guess we should just be telling Roxy how thankful we are that she ate the potato. Mm-hmm. And took the impact of the alien invasion that could have happened. <laughs> and now inside of her body is an alien invasion. <laughs> I know. Well, I hope she gets better. Yeah. All joking aside, <laughs> Roxy, I hope you're feeling better. 
Uh, I Roxy, know- if you die, that's fine because there's a pyramid-shaped asteroid that's supposed to kill us today. Yeah, so, so maybe you might not even hear this. You might not. <laughs> or maybe those two are related. She ate the alien potato and now all of a sudden today there's a pyramid asteroid heading towards Earth. Oh, no. Now I wonder if it's They're asteroid. Mad. They're mad. Or if it's asteroid or asteroid with quotation marks around it. Oh, yeah. it's an asteroid. Which is meaning. translated into the sp- alien spaceship. Yeah, it's a spacecraft. From Potato Palace. <laughs> from yeah, Or yeah, from Potato Palace to Potato Planet. Yeah. Now that's a planet I could get behind. All the aliens are made out of potatoes. You just yeah, that's nice. Run around there with your mouth open and just chomp a bunch of potatoes. Well, that's aliens. sad. Well, if they're rude, I just think of a bunch of potatoes screaming and crying and like sad because you just ran around with your mouth open, and just bit. But you can't bite things with your mouth open. Yeah, you just sw- you just cut you don't eat. You don't eat by just running around with your mouth open. Pac Man does. He chomps. He does chomp. He romp, 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 romp. Bramp, romp, bramp, bramp, bramp. Who's the other one? Isn't it? Is that when the ghost come? <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. When all of a sudden now you're able to eat the ghost because you eat you eat a larger shape. Man, what a weird game. <laughs> it is kind of an odd game, isn't it? Yeah. And I really like that. It's so simple. It's so fun still. And there's ghosts in it. That is one thing I'll say. A lot of old video games still remain to be very fun. Right. Okay. Well, I don't know who is first this week. Do you want me to kick it off or do you want to go? I'm going to go. Okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. God. Hey, go ahead. Okay, I'm going first. Lindsay, I wanted to talk to you about... Well, okay, I don't know where to start. Okay. So I have... My my topic this week deals with the, the 37th parallel. Okay. Which is a line that runs left and right all the way across the entire world. Does this have to do with the fact that you just binge watched the documentary Hellier? Yeah, I learned about I yeah. learned about the 37th parallel okay. <laughs> and I didn't know what it was all about. And so on Hellier 2, which for me high recommend. Season 2, yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. Hellier season 2, there's some talk about a lot of strange things happening around our neck of the woods in and around Appalachia mm-hmm. because it exists on the 37th parallel, which right. is I th- Okay, I'm not going to say either one. So there's latitude lines and longitude lines. It's the one that's not up and down. It's the one that's horizontal. So whatever one that is, it's that one. Runs left to okay. right. And it and it goes through a lot of the towns in Appalachia. And for some reason, it also goes through a lot of town. I mean, well, it literally goes where it goes, right? All around the globe. Mm-hmm. But in the uh, Southwest as well, Nevada, Colorado, and stuff like that. And in Appalachia, there's a lot of weird occurrences that happen, and they think it's specifically related to the the thirty seventh parallel. So, okay, which is found in these areas? Which is found in these areas? Okay. So, do you want to hear a story that might be like, "Ooh, that's interesting"? Tell me more about the thirty seventh parallel, or do you want f- some facts and then the story? I would say probably do facts. Okay. So we have a cushy little pillow to fall on when a we hear the story. A CLP to yeah. fall on? Okay. So uh, I got all of this information from Gaia.com, G-A-I-A.com. The 37th parallel stretches from the Chesapeake Bay all the way to Santa Cruz, California. The 37th parallel has been called the UFO highway or the paranormal highway. Mm -hmm. So not just aliens, any and all things paranormal, kind of like our show, but they don't talk about, I don't think there's a lot of like rice sightings. Yeah, they don't have a ton of rice sightings. Yeah, or like rat sightings. (laughs) (laughs) This line on the map is littered with histories of cattle mutilations, which to me sparked my interest. Right. Because I love that stuff. Well, well, you talked about it, and they also reported on it on NPR, mm-hmm. which is very weird. Cattle mutilations, UFO sightings, reports of underground military bases, and ancient native sacred sites all along the 37th parallel. The, the phenomena zone stretches about 70 miles up and down of the 37th parallel. So roughly the area between the 36th and the 38th parallels is about 150 miles up and down and then all the way across the 37th parallel left to right. Okay. Here are a few odd facts about the 37th parallel. And it's so cool because you and I live so close to it. We do. Which is wacky. I mean, we're basically 
on a hill in yeah. Appalachia. So uh-huh. we're in it. We in it. We in it. Yeah. To I don't know. I don't know if we're in it to win it, but we're in it. We're in it. We're, I don't know what we're winning. Nothing. In, in it to win something. Uh, seeing like an we alien. We even discussed today that if Jordan were to murder me, <laughs> it, he'd at least have a couple weeks of getting away with it. Yeah. That's where we are. Some of the odd facts include a bunch of U.S. landmarks. Okay. The Pentagon. Yes. Lays on the 37th parallel. Fort Knox and Washington, D.C. Kentucky's Mammoth Cave National Park. Just very close to us. Mm-hmm. And right around Mammoth Caves, there's a lot of other cave systems right. that all exist on the 37th parallel, which lends itself well to the theories of underground weird activity going on. Right. Whether it's paranormal or government related. Or creepy animals. Or just really insane animals. Yeah. Yeah, like hybrids. Like, okay, what would be the creepiest animal hybrid to see in Ohio? Um, but it has to be animals that you would normally find in Ohio, but a hybrid of the two. Um, and you're not allowed to say possum raccoon. No. <laughs> okay. I was going to say coyote. Cool. And what are those snakes called? Copperheads? Yeah. Coyote copperhead. That's not a bad one. Except it wouldn't be cute with the coyote face and then the snake body. It would have the snake head and the coyote body. I think that would be creepier. So it'd be scarier, yeah. I think the creepiest Appalachian animal hybrid would be a bobcat hawk. Oh, that'd be fun. And I think it would be the most in the most intimidating if it was bobcat head hawk body yeah flight with nasty teeth that'd be fun that's a that's a bobcat (laughs) noise and that wasn't me that was a soundboard oh yeah yeah that was an actual bobcat outside i'll press it again yeah it's weird that it sounds a little bit different every time you listen to it it's almost like it plays Mm -hmm. with your mind Mm -hmm. it's a really it's a really cool soundboard i had to pay 37 dollars for it because each each time you hit it it's a little bit different yeah it's cool yeah it's on the android um android store okay (laughs) (laughs) uh other landmarks include the notorious underground new mexico base dolce and gabbana dolce and gabbana yeah you know i really wanna yeah (laughs) Um, Los Alamos, New Mexico, Colorado's Mesa Verde, the Four Corners, where Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and New Mexico meet. Yeah. Only occurrence, it runs right through it. That's exactly where it runs. A 1948 uh, UFO crash site in Aztec, New Mexico, Death Valley, Nevada's Area 51, the Grand Canyon, Utah's Moab, and the Canyonlands National Park outside of the U.S., There's a bunch of UFO sightings in Granada, Spain, Fukushima, Japan, and the border between North and South Korea. Well, yeah, that would be scary. Yeah. So a lot of, if not sites that have a little bit of odd history or dangerous history associated with them. Right. A lot of sites with like cool natural shapes and pillars and formations and whatever. Cool, cool landmarks, I guess. Right. I would say a Grand Canyon is kind of creepy. It's enormous. It's grand. It's grand. Yeah. <laughs> it really is pretty. It's it's quite grand. Yeah. Um, luminous objects were spotted near the rising sun at Burrett College in Tennessee on June 1st, 1853. Students reported that one looked like a moon and the other looked like a star. The lights did not move for 30 minutes, but expanded and contracted uh, in size several times. This is from 1853. When, When I hear about stories of sightings that took place pre-1940 for some reason i give them more clout i i believe them more and i don't know why but they were like drinking more really intense alcohol things and they were like (laughs) experimenting a little bit more with like plant matter sure and like they were sick a lot so like delusional yeah see i I think the opposite when i hear like way back then because i'm like yeah but you guys also made a a pea pie to figure out if someone was a witch or not now that's true so like i don't know (laughs) if i believe what you're saying i i think the reason why i give them a little bit more clout is because they were not influenced by hollywood or the easily accessible or just easily accessible information shared back and forth right. all the time. But I yeah. think that you also bring up a good point. Yeah. So we don't know if they're liars or not. Maybe don't. your next episode, 1800s, liar or not. Liar or not. Our next game. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, John Wilkes Booth, liar or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Prob. 
Probs, I don't know. Maybe yeah, not. Probs, who knows? And that'll be the answer for each of them. Probs, who knows? Residents of Wilmington, Delaware, saw the sky fill with a pale blue light as a large object moved overhead. It was followed by three red glowing balls in July of 1860, according to the Wil- the Wilmington Tribune. Mysterious airships were reported in Arkansas, Nebraska, Missouri, Texas, Kansas, and Kentucky in the late 1890s. What else? There's a lot of old stories from Native Americans about star people that live around that, that live along the 37th parallel. The Tiwa people identify a location near the Great Sand Dune Monument in Colorado's San Luis Valley as their place of emergence. And these sacred sites are called Sipapu. So like mm. where their entire, like where everything started. Okay. Uh, for decades, here's what I'm talking about. For decades, ranchers in the 37th zone have been frustrated and confounded by the loss of livestock to mutations. The documented methods, regardless of location, which is important, are virtually identical. The removal of their uh-oh spots, their eyes removed, and sometimes their ears removed, but all of which was done with surgical precision, and there is no blood whatsoever. Which is happening again today. It is. Now, not on the 37th parallel, though. This is up and around Oregon. That's true. Okay. Missouri cattle mutations were beginning in 1975, and they continue to be reported today. See, that's like, I can't get over. Oh, and Arkansas as well has had its share of cattle mutilations. I can't get over cattle mutilation. I can't get over it. Yeah, it's a really weird thing, especially with no, like, blood or anything like that. I mean... Unless there's just really an animal out there that knows how to clean up. I don't know. I just, it's a very weird thing. It is really weird. And I'm surprised that nothing really, well, I can't say because I haven't really looked into this part, but I don't believe there's any good evidence that's been captured as to what this could be. Right. Because we were talking about the one ranch in Oregon, I believe, that's the size of Chicago. Mm -hmm. I mean, in order to capture something out there, you would need to have trail cams or drones everywhere yeah i mean something that's not necessarily need needed to be powered by man or have people i don't know watching or observing all the time it just seems so wacky and weird yeah but i'm really interested by it the 1894 kansas ufo cattle mutilation is perhaps the earliest recorded event but mutilation activity ramped up in the 1970s in kansas thousands of cattle turned up dead enough that there was an fbi investigation in 1975 there was also an article written about it in the new york times on march 2nd 1975 is this like with all this stuff happening is this like where you kind of see that iconic image of like an alien spaceship like hovering up a cow probably like it's always like used in comics or it's like a funny thing but like maybe that's the inspiration of it i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it i definitely wouldn't doubt it i mean it seems it seems pretty connected to where yeah i'm sure it started around then okay that aliens love cows (laughs) Maybe they just don't have beef where they're from. Maybe they don't have any beef where they're from. (laughs) And they love it. We need this. Yeah, and it's really good stuff. Or they just like their blood. That's too. Yeah, that too. The overwhelming number of stories, rumors, and facts regarding UFOs, aliens, underground bases known as Dolce, vortexes, portals, Sasquatch, sightings, chupacabra, living dinosaur birds, and high-speed underground transit tunnels are commonplace. And then there's also some spirits and ghosts of Spanish folklore as well, like La Llorona is reported to be seen there. So now I'm going to go to my story that I have about the base, the underground government base in New Mexico called Dolce. Okay. Okay, Dolce, New Mexico is located right on the Colorado-New Mexico border. Oh, I'm getting this from Huffington Post. It's a quaint town with a population just under 3,000. And it's also the alleged location of a secret underground alien base. This dude named Phil Schneider, he was a explosives engineer who was working with the U.S. government. And he also had high security clearance claimed that in 1979, he participated in building of a, quote, secret underground base in Dolce, New Mexico. And it was here, according to Phil Schneider, that there was an, there was a horrific battle that played out that left 60 dead humans and many more dead subterranean aliens. So it was a weird secretive battle that happened in New Mexico against people and aliens. 
underground. Underground. Yeah. So I'm not sure if these aliens already lived underground, according to Phil Schneider, or if they perhaps captured these subterranean aliens. But according mm-hmm. to Phil, again, someone with high security clearance working for the U.S. government in 1979 said that, oh, yeah, at Dolce, the base that I helped build, there was a there was a war between aliens and humans and 60 people died. So Schneider. Weird. Oh, go ahead. It's just weird. It is weird. Schneider asserts that he was suspicious of the engineering operation while noticing the presence of Green Berets and special forces. His fears were realized when after drilling underground, he came face to face with a seven foot tall, stinky gray alien. He freaked out, grabbed a pistol because I guess everyone was equipped with a gun and shot and killed two aliens. Another alien shot some laser or plasma stuff and blew, and blew off a few of this guy's fingers. He was saved by a green beret who allegedly gave his life for him. In all, 60 human, 60 people, yeah, 60 human people, it says, allegedly lost their lives that day at the alien human battle of Dolce. So that one might be a little bit far, a little bit far fetched. A little bit. Yeah. Well, what I don't get too is like if 60 people died, those 60 people have families, which would, uh, you know, if you can just double that, then it's like a lot of people know about this weird, mysterious thing that happened. And like none of those families are going to be like, yeah, 60 people went to work today and they all died. Well, okay. So do I think the story is true? Uh, Probably not. But if that were to be the case, I really don't think it's past the government to be like, okay, well, we'll just say it was an accident. Oh, yeah. Cheryl brought in a bad birthday cake and everybody died. And everyone diarrheaed themselves to death. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I have um, a chart of the layout, according to Phil Schneider, of the underground base. Oh, okay. the, 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 The Dolce base. Yeah. So the first floor underground Security and communications. The second floor is human staff housing. Uh, The third floor is where the execs and the labs are. The fourth floor is where mind control experiments are happening. Mm -hmm. The fifth floor, it says alien housing. So just alien dorms. They're all just kind of... So wait, they built a spot for these aliens to live, but then they got in a battle and they fought each other? I don't know if it's necessarily live or more so like that's just where they're kept. Oh, they're keeping them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number or floor six, genetic experiments. And number seven is cryogenic storage. And there is also, which leads out to the fifth, sixth, and seventh floor, an underground shuttle that takes you all the way to Los Alamos. I'll I'll put this on Instagram or Twitter or something, but th- that's according to Phil Schneider as well. Hmm. So either way, take it or leave it. There are a lot of weird things going on along the thirty seventh parallel. Yeah, I just like how we took these creatures that we think are from outer space, and now we are thinking they are living underground of Earth. Yeah, they could be. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll believe it if I ever see it. Yeah, me too. If that pyramid asteroid doesn't kill us today. But you know what I'll say is that I really want to believe it. I want it to be true so bad because how wild. Like, it would be wild, but like, if we found out aliens were true, think about it logically. I mean, when really dramatic situations happen nowadays, people are like, oh, let's make a funny meme about it, put it on the internet. Yeah. And no one really seems to care. But then something like not dramatic comes up that's really silly Mm -hmm. and everybody's like really heartbroken on twitter oh yeah like uh if starbucks what what their holiday cups are gonna look like people lose their minds over like their you know unappropriate red holiday cup because red is an intense color i guess yeah like (laughs) yeah you 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 are right and you and i've talked about this before is that it kind of is these days like this weird hive mind of apathy where it's like man no one really cares about a lot of stuff that's going on yeah and everyone kind of brushes stuff off but I would think that, yeah, maybe it's better for everyone that we don't know if aliens are real or not. (laughs) It probably is better. I think it is better because then we're just going to exploit them. I mean, look at alien stock. Everybody was stocking up. I mean, like anybody that produces anything with alien fashion was like getting all their stuff bought up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then I guess if we do worry about aliens and it's like all the celebrities who demand attention and stuff, everyone's going to be putting them by the wayside and then... Brad Pitt will have a Banksy and an alien, I mean... Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Well, Lindsay, let's do some haunted housekeeping. Okay. And then we'll come back and you can tell us about whatever you want. 
Okay. Sounds good. Anything. Anything. I will tell you anything I want. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see each of you and every... Yes. Okay. We'll see each and every one of you in the Haunted Housekeeping Zone in three, two, one. Listen up, partner. Do you have any questions about ghosts, about time traveling, about cryptids, about true crime, about our dog, about anything ever? Well, hey, you're in luck because we have an aerodynamic, state-of-the-art, spooky spouses hotline that you can call and just be a real chatty Kathy. You can ask us anything. You could be, I mean, spooky related. It could be, you know, maybe you just have some questions about why we're still doing this and if anybody is even listening. Okay. <laughs> well, if you'd like to call, and we sure hope you do, the phone number is 803-816-2667. Or if the funny number is 803-816-BOOZE, like the plural form of the word ghosts, of the word that ghosts say. I like the funny number better. Hehe, <laughs> me too. Even though it's the same number. Yeah, it's just a funny version. So again, if you'd like to call us, please do. It's 803-816-2667. You can call any time of day, any time of night, even when you're on an airplane, if you want to be really sneaky and bad about it. Yeah, maybe the pilot needs to ask us a question. We'd also like to direct you to the scavengersnetwork.com. It is where we have our podcast and many other wonderful podcasts. You can check it out. We have a merch store. We have, you know, just special things on there and special friends. Um, and we also have a Patreon. You can donate anything from a dollar to 500000 but it caps at, no, I think it caps at 500 million. Yeah, I think it was usually what the cap is. Yeah, so three three gazillion. But a Patreon will help support us and all the other shows and you get bonus content and it's really fun. It is. You can go to patreon.com slash the scavengers network and become a part of the scavengers network member club special friend group. And it's nice. And then you can feel like you yourself are actually you have a hand in making us sit down in our in our office and talk into these microphones every week. And also if you haven't already subscribe and rate our show we love hearing from our listeners and we just want to make you happy we sure do you can say hey your dog seems cool or man i'm glad that i'm glad i'm just happy in general that's also nice to say yeah maybe you just need to tell us you're a happy person you just want to get it out w-i-d-k is your morning commute too much fun? Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fish Stick. It stops you from pooping, but it has its own good chemicals that fight the bad chemicals in you, and that's why yogurt's good for you. Lulu. I don't like shellfish to eat. It feels wrong, like you're just prying open someone's house and you're like, ah, nah, nah. The Professor. If you really think about it, a hot dog is just a soft shell bologna taco. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. Like, there's a <laughs> reason he's completely shaved. This is I Don't Know Radio, the only show that delivers more than you wanted and less than you hoped for. Search WIDK in your podcast app. Okay, so this week I had a little bit of a hard time, but... What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, finding my topic. And usually I'm pretty quick about finding my topic. Yeah, much quicker than I am. Yeah, and I had a hard time this week, and I feel like there's a reason I had a hard time this week. What is it? And I'll let it... I'll, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. But okay, so originally I started and I was like, I'm just going to do some odd stories because I originally read a story about a husky, a dog set fire to someone's home because he was mad. Okay. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. Um, I guess the dog who had not been named for his protection oh um, was home alone and very upset that the owner had left. And he somehow was able to turn on the microwave, which there were a loaf of bread in there. What? Because some people keep their bread in the microwave. Uh, yeah. I and it caught fire. That. Because it was in the packaging. Yeah. And the police showed up and there was smoke in the house and the microwave with bread on it. Yeah. So I like how they the the dog's first name has been redacted. <laughs> like they don't want to blame him. Well, like 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 someone's because gonna he... <laughs> find him on Facebook. Look, I found I found Scrunchy on Facebook. The husky he's just been tweeting nonstop. <laughs> Scrunchy. <laughs> um and then it led me to another um funny story of this 
guy that is serving for he's serving life for murder in prison mm-hmm. and he is an older gentleman but um he was having an operation and he briefly had died Whoa. and came back to life and now he's trying to get a request to leave court because he said he technically le- he served his life sentence because he died <laughs> and came back yeah and yeah. they're like, no, you you can't. Like, you're still alive. You yeah. have to serve out your life sentence. And he's fighting it right now because he's like, no, well, I died and I came back. Which I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. And I and I think honestly, except for like being accused of the wrong crime, pretty good argument. <laughs> <laughs> so if you murder someone or go to prison for a crime, uh-huh. and then you find a way to die during your surgery and then come back. Just for a little bit. Just, just for a little die, bit. Just a little bit. Maybe you can get out of prison. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's really happened before. So they're kind of like, uh, I hope this guy doesn't get out for it. I mean, he did die. and we He said did he, serve a life sentence. He sure did. And this is his second life. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, well, I don't know. I feel like these aren't meaty enough. They're funny, but they're not meaty. So then... I kind of went into a topic of like, oh, what about spirit boards? What about talking boards or Ouija boards? We don't Mm -hmm. talk about those too much. And I got a bunch of stories about people in different states and their personal experiences with Ouija boards and stuff like that. And they were fine. I mean, there's some creepy ones. I don't know if I necessarily believe people's stories with Ouija boards. Yeah, I don't know where I land on those either. It's like, again, it's one of those things where I want to believe that it's true, but it's like, if everyone's able to just talk to a spirit or two with buying a toy at a Walmart, I don't know. It just seems a little far-fetched Yeah, I don't to me. know. Like, I like the concept of it, and I like the look of them and i mean who knows maybe they do communicate it is a way or form to communicate with the other side and Mm -hmm. i don't want to write off these stories but a lot of them were very similar a lot of them were you know me and my friends used a ouija board and that night we heard strange noises or the next day something happened and they were all kind of similar so it just kind of like nah i don't know i mean they're they're okay but they weren't like the most exciting stories sure So then I was writing down in my notes like these people's names and what state they were from. And it kind of made me think of like, well, what states have the most haunted stuff in them? Like in the U.S. I like where this is going. And I did a search and Twitter actually did an algorithm saying for this year how many tweets were like posted of hauntings in each state in state because people usually use hashtags or they post something or they're like i think on your twitter you you can write where your location is as well right and so they kind of took of where people were reporting it the most out of 2019 and since the year's coming to an end yeah i was like well i mean that's kind of interesting to see like an actual data come back from twitter saying like these are where the most like haunted states are Mm -hmm. um number one being north dakota I would have never guessed that. Never guessed North Dakota. No way. Number two, Ohio. Now that's cool. Yeah, which I mean, we've lived in Ohio. We grew up in Ohio. There's a lot of weird stuff about Ohio. There really is. There really is. Um, Number three, Nevada. I can see Nevada. Yeah. I could see that. Number four, Nebraska. Nope, would have never have thought Nebraska. <laughs> now, I wouldn't either, but I think that's the creepy thing about it is that it's kind of like, you don't, I don't know much about Nebraska. No, I, I really don't know. I, I know nothing about Nebraska except the, except that it's flat. And then I, isn't it? Probably. Yes. And then. And deserty and dry. Also, and then I also know nothing about North Dakota except I think that's where Mount Rushmore is. Yeah. Or no, I think the Rushmore is in South Dakota. It's in one of those Dakotas. It's in the Dakotas. Just, but yeah, it's just, pretty, but. Just be Dakota. And number five is New York. Oh, okay. I could see New York, I think. Twitter also did the least haunted states in America. Can I guess what the least haunted is? What? Wait, are you going to go with the most least haunted first or the least least haunted first? I'll go with the most least haunted. Number one of Hawaii. the least haunted. Hawaii. No. Oh, okay. Then they I don't say know. that Hawaii is actually kind of pretty creepy. I'd like to go there. Because of all the war and everything like that. Oh, duh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a dingbat. Mississippi. 
Mississippi is the most least haunted. Yes. Okay. And number two shocked me, uh, South Carolina. What? Which I thought South Carolina was pretty, I mean, they have like ghost tours and stuff. Maybe, maybe if this is based on a Twitter algorithm, maybe it's because everyone in South Carolina is like, I mean, I'm not giving the ghosts any more credit. They're everywhere. <laughs> I'm not tweeting about the ghosts. I'll tweet about Piggly Wiggly. Well, I think maybe because they like in, when we went to South Carolina for vacation, like they really do kind of like overdo the ghost tours. Yeah, they do. Like they're every night. It's the same stuff. Like it's, mu- it's too much anything, money. They probably just chased all the ghosts out. They probably did. Number three, Delaware. Okay, another state I never think of. I know. Um, number four, um, our pals at I don't know radio because Vermont. Oh, Vermont is the fourth least haunted state. Yeah. Wow. Maybe the ghosts don't cause a ruckus there because they're like, it's just kind of nice here. It's just kind of nice. <laughs> what Bernie Sanders is from here. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of trees and like, everything. Some every, stuff. Yeah. Everything just seems kind of nice here. Number five, Missouri. Okay. I could see that, I think. I don't really know, know, know much about Missouri either. But then I was looking up that and I was like, okay, well, that's what Twitter kind of said. And I still wasn't like feeling that topic. So I was thinking in my head, like, well, what are people saying they think are the most haunted places? So I found a Reddit um, feed of different people saying, like, kind of like justify why your state is the most haunted. Um, I had people say Indiana is pretty eerie, um, Michigan, Ohio, New York, Pennsylvania. Um, and someone said Indianapolis has the catacombs, which is very scary. Oh, yeah. I've heard about those. Somebody justified Rhode Island. They said that they have, um, that's where Lovecraft was from, um, Edgar Allan Poe, Lizzie Borden. Somebody said Massachusetts, obviously for, you know, the witch trials and colonial bloody battles Mm -hmm. um another person said maine um of course stephen king is from that he had to have envisioned those things as a child to write such creepy horror films and books the pacific coast fan vancouver to san francisco because they have a lot of serial killers that's there's a lot they stated um some examples ted bundy the green river killer the one that cuts up the feet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was trying to think of which one that was, and I couldn't. Um, Zodiac Killer and the one Canadian guy. He said Canadian dude, but I can't remember who he was either. Yeah, a lot of people just kind of justifying why they think. I mean, you have Louisiana because of the dark, muddy swamps and all the history. Oh, yeah. Um, They said that there are gnarled trees, Spanish moss hanging from them, spooky old plantation houses, foggy cemeteries. Yeah, and voodoo was really big there. But I was kind of just going through all of these. Oh, this one was funny. Someone just said Delaware, and it says it just sits there watching (laughs) and i thought it was kind of funny but then i was like reading all of these states that i feel like people find creepy and i was thinking in my head which this is the weird part so i actually thought earlier this week where has the creepiest place i've ever gone to like what state have i just felt uneasy in and creeped out about and you started binge watching well we did you started binge watching hellier mm-hmm. and kentucky gave me the weirdest feeling when we went there kentucky and i in know general? and i know you felt the same way yes so when we were in kentucky we went for a crypticon uh-huh where we met bobo and nick groff and, and we also met greg and dana newkirk And we did. And being in Kentucky, it was a very odd feeling. I mean, the hotel was odd. The feeling of it was odd. Everything was odd. And that night just, I mean, it was fine. It wasn't like anything really scary happened to us. But that night, I remember I had fallen asleep and I had had a vivid dream of waking up to my dad who has passed in the bed next to us. That's right. So for me, I think that Kentucky really was a creepy place that we had been to. And I find it really ironic because you wanted to watch the documentary Hellier, which Mm -hmm. is mostly set in Kentucky. Yeah, it's in like Pike Town or something, but then especially in Somerset. Yes. 
But I just thought that was really, really interesting and kind of weird that I was thinking all this earlier this week before we had even watched anything about Kentucky that I thought that it was one of the creepiest states I have ever gone to. And I don't know why. I don't know what made me feel that way. You know, and it's funny, too, because a lot of the things that they talk about in Hellier 2 and Hellier 1 are all these synchronicities. Things happening a while ago and then all of a sudden happening again. Or like this weird, kind of like this weird state of like deja vu, but it's kind of proving itself. Right. And when we were watching the documentary, when you and I went to CryptidCon, I really, I, okay, spoiler, I really like t-shirts. So when we were at CryptidCon, (laughs) there was a dude there, I think his name's Kyle, who's from the Paranormal Institute and Museum or something. In Somerset. Which is in Somerset, which I didn't know. And that was the only t-shirt that I bought because I really liked it because it had a Loch Ness Monster on it. And then when we were watching Hellier, the very first place that they profiled, like one one of the first businesses that they profiled in Somerset was that place, was that paranormal museum and i thought oh that's kind of weird i own that shirt and i've never been there but i just like that shirt and it's in somerset and they're in somerset right and i just think there's a lot of weird connections with it because i was thinking this earlier in the week before we started watching that that documentary and i just thought it was weird that i had already had that on my brain as being kind of uneasy and creeped out there and then after you know thinking about it i was like well You know, going to Point Pleasant, West Virginia wasn't necessarily creepy, but we had a creepy experience because we had bought Mothman memorabilia at the Mothman Museum. We did. And we brought it home. And a week later, it was gone. We couldn't find any of it. We didn't know where it went. We didn't know. I mean, we were even like basically blaming it on a maintenance guy coming in and stealing it. Like we really had no idea. And even when we moved out, we still had absolutely no idea where that stuff went. And it was like a pile of stuff. It wasn't, you know, just one sticker that got misplaced. It was it was gone. We had like a sticker or something, maybe even a magnet, some pins. I believe we had a poster we we had we had a, a like a decent amount of stuff and that was for our very second episode. Yeah. So it was literally right when you walked in our old house when you walked in our door it was right there by where the coffee pot is. Yeah, and it we sat came there. home and it was completely gone one day we have no idea where it went and I just think it's really funny that you we watched that documentary I had my topic before we even did this I had Kentucky on my mind and West Virginia on my mind and then we watched that which you wanted to watch I didn't even insinuate us watching it and it was about that and then you know even talking about it on this episode right now your topic was about the 37th parallel and I just thought that was really weird that that kind of synced up that way it is and it's weird too because what what they were saying on Hellier is that the 37th parallel runs directly underneath Somerset, Kentucky as well. Right. And in that documentary as well, they had connections with Point Pleasant. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird, it's a weird thing. And I think that a lot of it has to do with these similarities and parallels. And I just thought that was really interesting that I was already previously thinking about it. And I had nixed all these topics to like somehow land me to oh, hey, I'm going to ask Jordan where he thinks the creepiest state is, and mine is Kentucky. That is really weird. Mm-hmm. That is super weird. And now that, I mean, thinking about it as well, I mean, I've had a lot of experiences, especially when we were younger, in and around this area in Ohio. Yeah. But Kentucky did make me feel a little weird. And there was nothing wrong with it. It was completely normal. When we had gone there, it just seemed like it never stopped raining for us that weekend. Mm-hmm. I never slept very well either. We didn't sleep well. The The hotel was very uneasy feeling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a clean, perfectly fine hotel. Just something was uneasy. I had that very vivid dream and woke up pretty sick the next day. And it was just, it was a weird experience. And I thought it was so weird that the very next day we woke up and we met Dana and Greg that does that documentary. That's right. Yeah, we absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, oh, this is a really good idea. You you know, you, you, you have a traveling paranormal museum. How cool is that? But then at that time, 
they would have been in the process of filming Hellier season one. Yes. Yeah, it is weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And they're married and we're married. Yeah, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> and Greg has gray hair and I have a gray patch in my beard. Uh, and <laughs> Lindsay and Dana both have dark hair. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know, take it or leave it. Yeah, but I That is know. very strange. But what is the creepiest state that you think is in the U.S.? So if we're like, and I'm not just saying this because you were talking about it. Now I'm thinking about where have we been that just in general, I've felt the most uneasy. Right. And it, and it has been Kentucky. It yeah. really has been Kentucky. I, I've been to, when I was younger, some like for real, super haunted places in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ridges in particular, a lot of times, many times. I even, that's where I saw my first and only apparition, walking right. behind a group of my friends. And I swear by it to this day. I swear by it. That's where my buddy and burger thief, Dana, and I <laughs> went when we heard a glass shattering because there were footsteps. Kind of, like, there was a lot of stuff there, but I've never felt uneasy in Ohio. Right. But when we were in Kentucky, I just had this really weird, I felt like, kind of like when you're driving and you're daydreaming a little bit, and then all of a sudden you kind of come to. I felt like that kept happening, but over and over and over and over again, really, really, really quick. Like, right. I was almost a little out of it. And I kind of had no motivation to do anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even when we were there, we spent a couple days there before the convention that we were going to. Mm -hmm. And what we did was we ordered pizza and just stayed in the hotel room. Like we had no motivation to go anywhere or do anything. Um, we did go walk around an old cemetery, which we had a weird experience with a lady there. We did. Um, That's right. We sure did. It was just very odd and everything seemed like... I can't remember too much of what happened because it just seemed kind of like a blur. Like you said, yeah, it seemed like a weird blur. Yeah, it was a little hazy. It was hazy. And like I said, it was rainy and it was kind of gloomy and weird when we went. Mm -hmm. And I remember you and I both getting extremely tired in the middle of the day, like extremely tired. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. I mean, that might just be because we're old. Well, that's basically my topic. I mean, maybe that was a little too heady, but I just thought it was very weird how that kind of aligned up in this week's episode. You know, and another creepy thing, too, is that when we were in Kentucky, we went into a Coles. (laughs) (laughs) We did. We listened to LaKylie 47. If you haven't listened to her, do it because um she good. We listened to that and then we went to a Coles to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> try to find a bathing suit yeah which is a weird thing that is weird in and of itself yeah you know that's it yeah i well i think it's a good topic to bring in because you and i never you you and i don't talk a lot about like real paranormal personal experiences and you and i were even talking this morning about how we haven't done a lot of that stuff recently for some reason so i think it's good to talk about it yeah and That dream that I had that night in Kentucky was one of the most vivid, oddest dreams I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. I mean, it was to a point that I thought I had opened my eyes and literally looked over to see my dad open his eyes and stare right back at me. And then I woke up and I was freaked out. Like, it was so real that I had to like wake up and like look at my surroundings to see because I I mean it was like we weren't anywhere else we were in the hotel room we were he was wearing clothes that I had seen him wear before like it was very very odd it was odd and Mm -hmm. he and he did a lot of work in Kentucky as well didn't he he? did do a lot of work in Kentucky and West Virginia yeah so I don't know it's maybe it was just a weird thing that I was overthinking but I think Kentucky's pretty creepy I want to go back to Kentucky now (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if I do. I kind of want to go to Kentucky and just explore. Maybe I just want to go to South Carolina and enjoy the Rays and then take one of them crappy ghost star- tours. That'd be fine. Yeah. Pay too much money and then go get some uh, oysters. Sure. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Linz, do you want to take a voicemail from our Spooky Spouse's haunt- haunted voicemail spooky line? Yes, I do. If anybody wants to call, please go ahead. The number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. Same number, same line. Same number, same line, different word, and one of them's (laughs) scary to to do it. Um, You can call us any time of day and ask us any questions that you want. So here is a voicemail right now. Ready? Ready. 
Um, hi, my name is Jack Flanagan, and I am from Utah. Also, um, I just moved into my new house, so I kind of have upstairs. Anyway, um, I was just wondering, lately I've been thinking about, like, who's the scariest horror movie character? And I narrowed it down to six. I was thinking, A, Freddy Krueger from the Nightmare on Home Street, B, Jason from Friday the 13th, C, Azina from Alien, D, the Predator from the Predator, the guy from Scream, the girl from the Ring, so many others, but those, those are basically the ones that I wanted to say. But what one do you think is the scariest? Anyway, thanks for answering the question. Peace out. Now, what I will say really quick, Jack, well, thank you for calling, by the way, uh, but Google voicemail, when you leave a message, it uh, says the words that it thinks you're saying. And when you said peace out at the very end, Google thought you just said pizza, which I think is a really good way to close out your pizza. Well, anyways, pizza. I think that's very funny. That's a good question. It is a good question. Yeah, because they're all pretty scary. And they're all very iconic. Mm -hmm. So what were Jack's? Freddy Krueger, Jason, a xenomorph Mm -hmm. from Aliens, a predator, Predator. scream guy, the girl from the ring, and the girl from the ring. So which one do you think out of those six, Lindsay, is the scariest one? Okay, so... I know mine. I know mine. I'm going to put my feelings aside on this one. Okay. Kind of. Because um, <laughs> a xenomorph or predator, that's pretty intense. Yeah. That's a creature that we don't know anything about, mm-hmm. both of them, mm-hmm. that we don't really know how to kill. I think you just shoot them a lot. Yeah. But like <laughs> in the movies, they do figure out how to kill them. Yeah. So that kind of brings me back to my first choice, which is Freddy Krueger, because I think I've said it before. He gets you while you're sleeping. Yeah, he sure does. Like, you have to sleep. So does Like, Santa, even though. if you try to stay awake, you're going to fall asleep. Yeah. I think in terms of concept, mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger is by far the scariest one. Yeah. By far. Because he's like a really crappy Wolverine. Yeah, he really is, isn't that he? That gets you when you're sleeping. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's difficult because they're all they're all scary in their own way. Like the guy from Scream is scary because it's probably someone, you know, yeah, true. and they know the area. They know the town. Well, it's most realistic, too. It is the most realistic. You're right. So it's more possible of happening. Mm-hmm. The girl from the ring. I think you don't you die after seven days of watching it. Something like that. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long time since I've seen the ring. Which is like okay, perfect example. If you are the person in charge of making the ring movies, own a video store. Yeah. All the movies anybody rents is that movie. That would be some cool some some cool marketing, wouldn't it? Everybody gonna die in seven days. Everybody. Everybody. But the thing with her is now nobody watches VHS tapes. Yeah. So she's kind of living like in an old broken down blockbuster somewhere with like no one to watch her because nobody knows what a VCR is anymore. And that's kind of how you defeat that monster is you just stop watching the tape. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think you just put it away. Um, A xenomorph is is scary. Yeah. What do you think? Okay. So I'm going to narrow it down. So we've we've already decided that Freddy Krueger far and beyond the worst one. Yeah, he's pretty scary. Yeah. But okay, so we have two aliens in the mix, which for me is very exciting: a predator and a xenomorph. Yeah. I think that the predator is probably what? Okay, because I'm not super like I get the movies and I've seen the movies. Yeah. I'm not super familiar with the difference between them. So a xenomorph are the ones with the big long heads and no eyeballs. Right, but like what kind of power or ability that do they have over a predator that would make one scarier than the other the xenomorphs there's a lot of them and they move fast but okay. they're mostly just all about attacking and biting okay and they lay eggs they like lay these eggs and then uh the eggs hatch and then the face huggers come out of the eggs which looks like two hands back to back yeah and then they uh essentially lay an egg in your chest which is the alien that bursts out of your chest. So right. you end up being 
a womb, essentially. It's very creepy. Okay. But so what does a predator have maybe over alien or a xenomorph? Lasers and guns. Oh, so they can shoot weapons. Yeah, like real nasty lasers. Mm. So to me, I think that the predator is far more dangerous than a xenomorph because they have long range weaponry and lasers and they can turn invisible. Yeah, I was going to say, don't they have like an invisibility cloak? They sure do. So they would be able to find you, but they probably wouldn't be able to find Harry Potter. Nope, they sure wouldn't. Because Hmm. even when the predator is invisible, they still kind of like, it kind of looks like when you're looking at a road and it's really hot and it bubbles, it kind of looks like that. So I think the, the scarier one is a predator for sure. Plus they're ripped. Okay, but the xenomorph you said is fast. They're fast and there's a lot of them, yeah. Hmm... I don't know. I'm I'm going with Predator out of the, out of those out of the aliens. Out of those two, I think I'm gonna have to go with a xenomorph. For real? Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention their blood is literally acid. The xenomorph? Yeah. Yeah. Then that okay. Okay. Because you shoot them and then they could just burn you. Yeah. If they explode, you can get burns on your body from their blood. Mm-hmm. And just because you know I love women, a girl takes down a xenomorph and a dude mm-hmm. takes down. Has a hard time taking down a predator. That's right. Sigourney Weaver kicks the butt. Yeah, she kicks of, butt. Of a bunch of xenomorphs multiple times. Get it. In multiple movies. Yeah. Well, what a good question, Jack. Yeah, it was an awesome question. I like talking about creatures <laughs> and movies. <laughs> well, I think that'll do it, right? Yes, it will. We are going to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning, middle, and end of all of our 101 episodes. You can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. He's special and sweet. We actually just keep him in a cage up in the room and he plays it live every time we need him to record an episode. Mm -hmm, That's true. Mm -hmm. That's right. He likes it though. He does like it. Yeah. He's comfortable. Yeah, because he's like, well, I'm just, I'm fine here. We'd also like to thank everybody at the Scavengers Network, um, scavengersnetwork.com. You can check out our website. We have bonus content. If you sign up for our Patreon, you can donate anything from a dollar to 500 million. There's a cap on that. Um, check it out. There's a bunch of wonderful stuff on there. I know we just had a sale on all our merchandise. So if you need a little Christmas present, hop on over, get a Spooky Spouse's mug for your spooky spouse. And hop on over to the Patreon as well because there's a lot of always really good bonus content. Yes. uh, A lot. I know that we're going to be doing something very soon with a few friends of ours. So that's nice. Hop on board the rat boat. Beep, beep, beep. Uh, And lastly, we would like to thank each and every one of you for listening to our show, for spreading the word, and just for being here with us. It's very, very nice. So thank you, everyone. Yes. Without you, there is no us. And that's absolutely true because we, <laughs> we, we actually cease to exist. Without you, there is just us. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> and Molly. And Molly. But she's sleeping. Yeah, she's over it. She's annoyed. Yeah. So until next Monday, have, you know, tis the season, any and all holidays whatsoever, whatever you're celebrating. I just hope it's a very nice holiday season. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to get creeped out, maybe go check out Kentucky. It's a little spooky. If any of our listeners live in Kentucky, will you, like, send us an email or call our call our phone, 803-816-2667, and let us know how creepy it is? Or find us on Twitter, Instagram, at spooky underscore spouses. Or you can email us at spookyspousescast at gmail.com if you need to send us some pictures of how spooky Kentucky is. Yeah, please. Convince us to come back to Kentucky because we will. Well... We will see each and every one of you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. How was that? <laughs> Say something. Um, I mean, you don't need to think about it. You can just say anything you want. It's not, it's, I don't think it's that hard. Just say, say five words in a row. Leftover potatoes. That's two. Mashy and butter. (laughs) Okay. That's fine. I think. Don't put salt on them. Why wouldn't you put salt on your, on those? Because the butter is fine. If it, okay. I think you talk about potatoes a lot. (laughs) I love potatoes. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, goodbye. Bye. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Do you know someone who is shy? Like, really, really shy? Listen to our podcast, Shelly Has Opinions, and you will get to hear five sisters try and guess their sister Shelly's opinion on a variety of silly topics. She's real shy. Best Muppet Dinner Companion, Haunted Houses, Street Performers, Motorcycle Sidecars. Check out Shelly Has Opinions every Tuesday, and you will hear our shy sister writhe in agony as we discuss the pros and cons on every topic that she doesn't want to tell us about, which is everything. Go to ShellyHasOpinions.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and I love you. Bye.